So I always take a moment when I'm stuck in traffic and thankfully where I live now in Vancouver Island, that's a pretty rare occurrence, but I will take a moment and just give thanks because I assume that everything is always working out in my greatest and highest good. So when I'm stuck in traffic, I give thanks that I'm being delayed for a reason. I'm being delayed because maybe that keeps me from getting into an accident, or maybe, you know, there's another reason why I'm not meant to be in a certain place at a certain time. Hello, and welcome to the Wake Up With Gratitude podcast, where we share tips, tricks, and hacks on how to practice gratitude daily. Whether you're a gratitude guru or you've lost your gratitude journal, once again, we've got you covered. We share personal and authentic stories from our guests who are entrepreneurs, business professionals, parents, caregivers, and everyday human beings just like you and I. I'm your host, Julie Boyer, and I'm an intuitive business and health coach, and I'm here to inspire you to choose to wake up with gratitude every single day. Hello, friends. Welcome back to the podcast and a special happy Thanksgiving to my Canadian listeners. I'm recording this a few days before our Canadian Thanksgiving, and I wanted to encourage you, my gratitude ambassadors, to focus on not only gratitude one day of the year, but to continue to practice gratitude every single day. And in this episode, I'm sharing with you so many different ways to practice gratitude that you might not have thought of. Now, it's possible that you might have caught my episode a few weeks ago on 21 ways to practice gratitude for World Gratitude Day. However, in this episode, I go into more detail and some different things that I didn't include in the previous episode. Also, if you're a visual person, this time I created a presentation. So if you want some examples of some of the things that I'm talking about and see images, I'll post the YouTube link in the show notes as well, if that's easier for you to watch. Before I get into that, though, I want to share a pretty amazing review that was left for me on Apple Podcasts from Learny69. So Learny says, a beautiful boost of abundance, five-star review. Spoiler alert, I adore this podcast. I have never been a podcast listener until stumbling upon Wake Up With Gratitude. I had always preferred to listen to audiobooks or various YouTube videos to maintain my wisdom and expand my mind in regards to bettering my life. I love, love, love living in a growth mindset and am a card-carrying gratitude addict. But podcasts were never on my radar for some reason until one day several months ago when I looked at that purple podcast icon on my phone and wondered what was out there these days. Being that my favorite subject is gratitude, I entered that into the search and came up with several options. I gave a few of them a listen, but wake up with gratitude was good enough for me to add to my heavy rotation. Very heavy rotation. It's the only podcast I listen to. Julie Boya's love for life is contagious and refreshing. She is so darn authentic and her enthusiasm for helping others through the message of gratitude is inspiring. Her interview style is so beautifully genuine that it feels like you're in a conversation with your BFF and not actually listening to a podcast. We need more content like this in the world to uplift and give hope. Each week, I look forward to seeing what food for thought Julie will bless me with for the week. Wake up with gratitude and Julie Boye is good medicine for the soul. What a gift. Whew, I needed to pause for a moment there after reading that because that 
That is a very beautiful and heartfelt review of the podcast. And thank you so, so much, Learny69, for sharing this with us. It means so much that you took this time to share your beautiful words about the podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I am truly grateful and I receive your words with love. Okay, deep breaths, friends, and let's get into this uh, presentation, podcast, whatever you will call it, on how to practice gratitude beyond Thanksgiving. Hello, friends, it's Julie Boye, and today I'm going to share with you how to practice gratitude beyond Thanksgiving. So, what you're going to learn are the ways that we can continue to practice gratitude long after the feelings of Thanksgiving have faded. Now, I'm recording this just a few days before our Canadian Thanksgiving holiday, which is in early October. I know for our American friends, that comes much later in this season. However, whether you're participating in Thanksgiving or not, what I'm going to share with you today is something that you can start doing today and keep those feelings of Thanksgiving going year round. So before I get into the different tips, I want to just uh, catch you up a little bit about who I am and why gratitude is so important to me. So I'm Julie Boye. I am the founder of Wake Up With Gratitude. I'm the host of the Wake Up With Gratitude podcast. And I've been an intuitive business and health coach for more than 15 years. I'm also a landscape photographer and sunrise lover. I absolutely love to wake up and watch the sunrise and catch it with my camera, which is my phone. I take all my photos with my smartphone. I am the author of a book called 30 Days of Gratitude, and I live on Vancouver Island. It is off the West Coast of Canada. I married my husband, Dan, and I have been married uh, for over, I guess, 11 years now. And uh, yeah, we just celebrated our champagne anniversary this summer. And I have a beautiful daughter. Uh, She is 11 and we live here with our three pets. And I just really choose to wake up with gratitude every day. You know, a little bit about my gratitude journey. I first started practicing gratitude when I saw the movie, The Secret, which was published uh, many years ago. And I watched it and just really got inspired by starting a gratitude journal. So I started this habit of writing in a gratitude journal. And I was taught something called a gratitude intention by Bob Proctor, who was featured in that movie. And he said, you want to write in the present tense, something that has yet to manifest on the physical plane, but write as though you're already grateful for it, as if it's already happened. So I started this habit. I was writing in a journal and like many people, for whatever reason, I stopped doing it. I don't know why, I don't know what caused me to stop writing in my gratitude journal, but I did. So what happened after that is that I kind of got away from that habit. And then in 2011, after, you know, after having my daughter going through some really difficult business challenges and all of these things, I went to a a workshop with Sean Aker and he is the author of a book called The Happiness Advantage. And what he shared in the workshop was that if you wanted to shift your mood in 21 days, uh, he gave a number of different ways that we could do that. And one of the things was writing our gratitude. Now, what I love about what he said is that he encouraged us to write three things specifically that we're grateful for from that day, and then to not repeat it the next day. So your goal is to not just 
be kind of rote with your gratitude, but to be specific to that day. And then I added to that, I added um, the Bob Proctor thing, which was the gratitude intention. And what I did for the gratitude intention, I started right away that night, right after the workshop, I started writing and he had suggested, so funny, he had suggested to write it in our phone. This was in 2011 and we didn't really have smartphones. So writing a note in your phone was kind of a big deal. I actually used a tablet. I had a Blackberry tablet, which does not exist anymore. So I started writing it right away in my tablet. Um, I soon actually moved to writing in a journal and I'll explain why during this uh, this presentation. But uh, I really wanted to achieve a business goal that had evaded me for many, many years and you know was one of the reasons why I'd been through some big business challenges. So amazingly, 12 weeks later, this huge business goal that had evaded me for so long came true. And I had been writing it as my gratitude intention. So I was like, this gratitude stuff really works. So... The next part of my story is, you know, I continue to do this gratitude practice. And what happened was um, in January of 2013, I was pregnant for a second time. I had reached 15 weeks of gestation. And at that point, you kind of assume everything is going to be okay. Now, I do suffer from endometriosis. And so that can often affect your fertility or your ability to carry a child to term. And I hadn't really considered that that might happen to me because I already had one healthy child. My first pregnancy went well and, you know, I have a healthy child. So I had 15 weeks gestation. I had a very traumatic miscarriage. I gave birth at home and the police had to break down the door. Um, the ambulance came, took me to the hospital and I had an emergency DNC because it was an incomplete miscarriage. And then I was sent home like an hour later to deal with all these emotions. And what's so crazy is that somehow in some way I wrote in my gratitude journal that night, I wrote that I was grateful that my daughter had been at daycare that day. I wrote that I was grateful that the police had been able to break down the door. And I was grateful that my husband and my best friend had been able to be there with me at the hospital. So I knew at that point that if I could find gratitude on what was then the worst day of my life, that I needed to share my gratitude with others. And that's when I wrote my book, 30 Days of Gratitude, the gratitude program that will change your life. So I spent the next 30 days writing the book. Then uh, my sister, who's an English teacher, helped me to edit it. And the book was published only four months after that and became an Amazon bestseller. So that was truly the beginning of my gratitude journey. And I'm going to share other parts of my journey as we go through this, but I just wanted to give you an idea of you know, why for me, gratitude has been such a, a critical practice in my life. Now, before I go any further, I want to just acknowledge, first of all, that as I'm recording this, I want to acknowledge that I'm living on um, the traditional territory of the Snonamics people. This is unceded land. There are no treaties here. And so I am an uninvited guest on this land. And I want to acknowledge that, you know, I am grateful that I have a home here. And when we look back at the origins for Canadian Thanksgiving, so I live in Canada, I'm going to speak about Canadian Thanksgiving. It was originally as a, a settler tradition. So it originally originated by some of the early settlers uh, in Canada to thank God for safe passage for these early explorers. And then as Canada became a country, 
it became the Harvest Festival, which is an autumnal celebration meant to show appreciation for the bountiful harvest of the season. I want to acknowledge that the traditional First Nations people that were here in Canada, the First Nations, the Métis and the Inuit, uh, they all had some kind of harvest celebration of their own tradition. So this was not something new, but it was adopted by Canadians. And, um, you know, I understand and acknowledge that our past with First Nations, Métis and Inuit here in Canada is not good. And I'm working towards listening to truth and reconciling uh, as best as I can as a white settler here in Canada. So whether you look at Thanksgiving as just a time to give gratitude, which is great, or whether you look at Thanksgiving as, you know, a a holiday that needs to abolish, I want us to focus on the part, which is the Thanksgiving part. I love gratitude quotes. And I think this will really set up what I'm going to share in the rest of this uh, presentation, whether you're watching it, you know, through YouTube or listening at the podcast, I do recommend you, if you can catch the video only because I've shared a lot of different images to go with what I'm suggesting. But if you're listening, that's great too. This is by Johannes A. Gartner. To speak gratitude is courteous and pleasant. To enact gratitude is generous and noble, but to live gratitude is to touch heaven. And that's what we're focusing on today is living gratitude. So we're talking about beyond Thanksgiving, beyond this one day where we get together and be grateful. And for whatever, you know, like I said, the roots of the holiday are not what we think it is, but I do believe that just a reminder to be grateful could be a way for so many of us to continue to practice gratitude. So the first thing we're going to start with is a tradition that many of us will do at Thanksgiving dinner, which is sitting around the table grabbing each other's hands and sharing one thing that we're grateful for, for the year past. Now, what if we took that tradition and shared it so that every single time that we were together with family or friends for a meal, we made the decision to share our thanks with each other. This is something that's so easy to take beyond a Thanksgiving dinner. It's great that we sit around and give thanks one day of the year, but wouldn't it be even more amazing if we did this on a regular basis? My family and I do this whenever we sit for a meal, the three of us, we hold hands, we say, thank you for this food. And then we share one thing we're grateful for from that day. Uh, An amazing book about giving thanks for food and where it comes from is by AJ Jacobs. It's called Thanks a Thousand, a Gratitude Journey, where he takes his simple favorite cup of coffee and traces back every single person and thing and material and ingredient that went into his coffee and then finds a way to thank that person. Uh, you know, like the inventor of the coffee sleeve, for example, uh, he goes and visits the um, the coffee bean farms to give thanks, like all these things that really taking this journey deep into gratitude. Now, we don't need to visit the local farms, or maybe we do. I mean, it's not a bad idea, but if we take a moment to think about where our food actually came from, so did it come from a local farmer? Was it imported? How many people along the journey are there to thank for food getting on your plate tonight? Maybe it's even just as simple as giving thanks to the person that made the food for you. I mentioned in my introduction that I'm also an intuitive health coach and my speciality is digestion and detoxification. And so one of the things that we can do to help our digestion is that moment of pausing to give thanks. 
So what happens when we pause before we eat is that it gives our body a signal to get ready to eat. So our digestive enzymes are, uh, you know, go into our body or sorry, they're brought into the uh, digestive system. So from storage, they're like activated. Our uh, digestive juices and uh, stomach acid are increased and our saliva increases. So we're ready to take in food. So it's actually really good for your digestion to give thanks as well. So that's a pretty easy one to add into our everyday life. My second uh, reminder is gratitude reminders. So this is something that I have all over my house. I have different, I have some signs that I have. I have quotes, you know, there's so many places we can get quotes, especially around Thanksgiving. You can buy signs that say grateful, thankful, blessed. If those words don't mean anything to you though, don't put them up in your house. You want to find words that actually mean something to you and are an actual gratitude reminder. So one of my favorites that I have in my home is start each day with a grateful heart. This one is up in my kitchen. So it reminds me when I'm starting my day to start with a grateful heart. That means something to me and I enjoy reading those words. So it's up in my house. We can also use images as reminders of gratitude. So I mentioned that I love taking pictures of the sunrise. So for me, when I see a sunrise, it's a reminder to wake up with gratitude. So I have many images of sunrises around my house. I even made a calendar that I sell on my website that are sunrise images so that when I look at the calendar, it reminds me, you know, I made it for myself, but people like it too, uh, to just remind me to wake up with gratitude. So images of the sunrise. And then the last tip for putting gratitude reminders around your house, physical reminders is a card. I love sending out cards, but I also love receiving cards. So in different areas of my house, I'll have cards that I've received from people. Thank you cards or cards with great quotes on them, just to remind me to have physical reminders of gratitude around my house. So even in my office, in my bedroom, there are little cards in different places to remind me to be grateful. The third thing I want to talk about when we're looking at ways to be grateful beyond Thanksgiving is gratitude when driving. So you might not have thought about this one before, but should you be stuck in traffic? And maybe some of you are traveling over the Thanksgiving holidays and you will be stuck in traffic or you're stuck in a long lineup. It's the same thing. You can use this concept there too. So I always take a moment when I'm stuck in traffic and thankfully where I live now in Vancouver Island, that's a pretty rare occurrence, but I will take a moment and just give thanks because I assume that everything is always working out in my greatest and highest good. So when I'm stuck in traffic, I give thanks that I'm being delayed for a reason. I'm being delayed because maybe that keeps me from getting into an accident, or maybe, you know, there's another reason why I'm not meant to be in a certain place at a certain time. And when I arrive at the later time, it'll all work out. And sometimes we're stuck in traffic and we think we're going to be late, but we end up not being late, right? Things still work out. If you're stuck in traffic and you're not able to kind of get to that place where you, you feel, you know, you feel like it's all going to work out, start with a gratitude list. So you can do this by yourself or with the people in your car and just look around uh, in the car, the car itself, uh, look around outside your windows, things that you're grateful for. So for example, I am truly grateful that I have a full tank of gas, or maybe I am truly grateful that I don't have a lot of fuel in my car, but I know that I have money to fill it back up. Uh, you know, is your car in good working order? 
right? These are simple things that sometimes we take for granted. And this is also a good way to just remind ourselves, you know, that there are so many things just where we are in our car that we can be grateful for. The fourth idea for practicing gratitude beyond Thanksgiving is to try a 30 days of gratitude challenge. Now, this is something I did last October in 2020. Definitely a challenging year, but I feel like we're still in a challenging year a year later. So I did a 30 days of gratitude challenge and I did this one on social media. And so what I had, and for those that are watching the video, you can see this. I have an image of a 30 days of gratitude challenge that I that I shared, which many people joined me on this. And it, it's a grid with 30 different ideas of things that you can be grateful for every day. So for example, a service person, right? So for example, thinking your mail carrier, you know, I love when I get to see the mail carrier and just say, thank you for my mail. I'm so lucky. My new place, we have door-to-door mail. That's like amazing to me. I don't have to go to a box, um, a pet or an animal companion, My dog is here at my feet as I'm recording this. Something in your home. My goodness, there's so many things in our home we can be grateful for. Uh, A place you've lived, a favorite vacation. So these are all suggestions of things that you can do for 30 days of gratitude and share it on social media. Why do I recommend sharing on social media? Well, there's a lot of negative stuff going on on social media. So why not be a gratitude ambassador? Why not share your gratitude on your feed? And also, honestly, if you're a business person and you're on social media um, and you are looking for ways to have more engagement on your personal account, a 30 days of gratitude challenge is a great way to do that. Now, if you're not a person who's on social media and you still want to do a 30 days of gratitude challenge, here are a couple other ideas. One could be to text someone every day, Tell them why you're grateful for them and just send them love. I call that sending love texts. I love to do it, you know, like 10 at a time and just sharing why I'm grateful for someone and thanking them for being in my life. You could do the same via email. If you're doing it via email, I suggest writing maybe a little bit of a longer, you know, thank you and gratitude to someone that you, you know, love and care about. But it can also be thinking, you know, in business, it can be thanking a supplier. It can be thanking a coworker. There's so many, it can be thanking your boss. There's so many people that we forget to give thanks to. Uh, And the last way that I want to share is to send cards. So I love sending and receiving physical cards. As I mentioned, I I put them around my house when I receive them because they are so rare these days. And I actually created a set of cards to go with my book, 30 Days of Gratitude, because I really want to encourage people to try this 30 Days of Gratitude Challenge, where you send a card a day for 30 days to people in your life to give thanks. So that's those are like four or five different ways to do a 30 Days of Gratitude Challenge. You can start it at any time you choose to. The fifth idea is around gratitude journaling. Now, gratitude journaling is a pretty traditional uh, gratitude practice. So I just want to share a couple things to maybe add to this gratitude journaling practice. As I mentioned, being really specific for things that you're grateful for for that day. So really being clear on today, what am I grateful for? And then adding that gratitude intention, as I mentioned, that I learned from Bob Proctor, which is giving thanks in the present tense for something that has yet to manifest on the physical plane. So for example, um, what I've been doing lately, which really is working so well, is I, I say every night, I say, I'm so happy and grateful for my brand new customer. And uh, I have run several businesses, several online businesses. So I'm just attracting customers into whichever business they choose to. And it's been working. I've been getting random customers a lot since I've been adding this, but I've done this gratitude intention for big things. I told you at the beginning, I did it for a big business goal. 
you know, when my family and I wanted to move across Canada from Ontario to British Columbia, we set our intention. My husband and I set our intention in uh, January 1st, 2017, that we would live in BC by the end of the year. And I was writing it as a gratitude intention in my journal. And what's interesting is I kept, I actually kept changing it and adjusting it a bit because it has to be words that you really believe to be true and that feel good and resonate. So you can repeat your gratitude intention every night, but if it doesn't feel good, if it's not, if you don't find it exciting to write it down, then change it. So I ended up changing it a number of times because at one point I had um, an income goal wrapped up in a moving goal and the two are really separate. So I said, what do I want to focus on? My income goal or my goal to move across the country? So I really went back to focusing on giving gratitude for living, uh, you know, across the country in Langley, BC and all these things. I, I was pretty clear on what I wanted and we did, we manifested it. We moved, uh, it was crazy that all happened in, it all happened in a 10 day period, but we did end up moving across the country and moved, have been living in BC since December of 2017. Also with journaling, I mentioned that I first started doing it on a tablet or on a phone, but I do recommend grabbing a paper and a pen. This uh, allows your brain to think in different ways. And we use our phones so much during the day. So taking a break from your phone, either right before you go to bed or first thing in the morning is so good for your brain. It's good for your eyes. It's good for your hands and all these things. So I recommend using a paper and pen. And then the last gratitude journaling uh, fun strategy that I want to share that was shared with me by a podcast guest was to um, reread your gratitude out loud and then say, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So uh, I am truly grateful that I went for a walk with the dog at, you know, Bevan Park last night. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So going back to what you've written and pausing to read out loud and give thanks to really deepen your gratitude practice. I love that. And it's one that I'm still working on adapting in my own life. We'll be right back to the podcast in just a few short moments. My friends, I have a gift for you. I created a beautiful gratitude meditation that you can download directly to your phone. What I love about this gratitude meditation is that it's a great way to start your day. And I encourage you to turn your phone on airplane mode before you go to sleep. And the nice thing about having a meditation that's downloaded to your phone is that you don't need to turn your phone off airplane mode before you start your day with gratitude. So to access this gratitude meditation, please visit bit.ly forward slash gratitude love letter. It's all one word and gratitude, love, and letter are all capitalized. So that's bit.ly forward slash gratitude love letter. As a bonus, I'll be sharing with you my weekly gratitude love letter into your inbox it's something that will bring joy and happiness and of course, gratitude to your inbox every single week. That way you'll never miss another episode of the podcast. You'll hear about other podcasts and blogs and articles that I find interesting and want to share with you. And I also share some of my favorite photos that I've taken that week. So if we're not connected on social media, you'll get the best of wake up with gratitude in your inbox as well. All right, friends, let's get back into this episode of the podcast. 
So gratitude while walking or hiking. It is so easy to take for granted the ability to walk until it is taken away. So uh, after I had a first miscarriage, I got very lucky to be pregnant again for a third time. And this time I made it to 12 weeks gestation before losing the baby. Uh, I knew that I was having a miscarriage and it hadn't quite happened yet. And, you know, the doctor said, do you want to do the procedure again? Or do you just want to go home and let, you know, nature take its course? And I said, no, thank you. After having had a traumatic miscarriage at home, like I knew what would happen if I had this, you know, baby at home. And I said, no, thank you. I, you know, please let's just do the surgery. So I did the surgery and, uh, unfortunately this time things didn't go as well. And over the next couple of days, I developed a life-threatening bacterial infection called invasive group A strep. An invasive group A strep, it causes flesh-eating disease or sepsis. And I got the sepsis kind. So I was very, very sick. In fact, I was so sick, I was begging to be put into a medically induced coma. And that's what happened. So I was intubated and put into a medically induced coma. Um And after a few days, thankfully, after treatment of antibiotics and two different courses of antibiotics, I started to, you know, my stats started to go in a positive direction. And, you know, of course I'm here and I made it and I survived. But when you spend a week in a medically induced coma, you lose a lot of your muscle mass and your ability to use your muscles. So when I woke up, first for me, that really is truly what it means to wake up with gratitude because I woke up, right? There was no guarantee that I was going to make it. It, Often this uh, invasive group A strep is fatal. And because it just happens so quickly and your organs start to shut down. So I woke up grateful, you know, woke up thanking for the gift of another day. And I couldn't really use my muscles. It was so hard to bring a cup of water to my lips. I just couldn't even get the cup of water on my bedside to my lips. I had to ask for help. And if the call button had fallen too far on the side of the bed, forget it. I couldn't, couldn't get it. So this feeling of not being able to, I had to be able to walk. I could use a walker and use the washroom on my own to be able to leave the hospital. And I was so determined to get out of the hospital. I was just, I was close to Christmas. I wanted to be home with my daughter and, you know, I made it home, uh, just over 48 hours after waking up from the coma. And I really like forced myself to, to make this happen, but I couldn't really couldn't walk without a walker. So I would bum scoot up and down the stairs when I got home. And so this feeling of gratitude when walking first, first people that have never not had the ability to walk or move under their own power, it might be something that you've never even thought of. So while walking, I mean, just Every step you take, you just say, thank you. And if you're walking outside in nature, saying thank you for the nature that surrounds me, or if you're hiking, right? Looking around at nature and seeing the beautiful abundance that surrounds us, how nature just grows and is abundant without too much, uh, you know, human intervention, sometimes better without human intervention. And just this moment of total gratitude for what surrounds you. And you can do like a walking or a hiking meditation where you you think about that gratitude intention that you wrote in your journal and you just say thank you for it while you're walking. And you just visualize and imagine it coming to life. There are so many beautiful ways to practice gratitude with something that we do every day and take so much for granted. Number seven, 
This is a fun one that you, again, might not have thought of before. And this is not an original idea, but I I heard it and adapted it. I thought it was so great. So uh, instead of counting sheep, try a gratitude alphabet. So what this is, is as you're falling asleep, you're having trouble falling asleep, start at the letter A and think of someone or something that you're grateful for. And just pause for a moment. If it's a person or a thing, just pause and reflect on that thing and take a moment. And, you know, just like when you're counting sheep, but more fun, you tend to fall asleep fairly quickly. So this is a strategy I suggested to my daughter. She was having a difficult time falling asleep and, you know, just having negative thoughts. Um, You know, she struggles with anxiety and, and panic attacks. Thankfully, she's doing so, so much better. But sometimes falling asleep is a hard time for her. And we have lots of strategies for sleep, but this one is one she hadn't tried. And I I recommended it to her a few nights ago and it worked. She told me the next morning, she's like, I think I got to about letter E or F and then I fell asleep and it worked for me. Thank you. So if you're having trouble falling asleep, try a gratitude alphabet. Okay. This is again, something that was recommended by a podcast guest, and it might seem a little strange, but working on our gratitude practice in the shower. So this guest told me that, you know, she doesn't have any other formal gratitude practices, but she does really think about what she's grateful for while standing in the shower. Well, we can think of just even the fact that we have hot water, running water, indoor plumbing, right? All these things that we take for granted that many, many people around the world have never even experienced, right? Clean water from a a hot shower is something we take so for granted. So even if it's not practicing your gratitude in your head, it's just gratitude for the moment of the shower. It's a, you know, it can be a good place to meditate on what we're grateful for. And, you know, something to think about in the shower as well is it might be a good time for gratitude for our body taking a look at our body and, you know, looking at it in detail and giving thanks for it. So many of us are so critical of our body and what it, how it looks or how it feels, but being in the shower is a moment of total privacy where you can just feel your body and, you know, hold your hands to your body and just be grateful for all the parts of your body. So number nine is gratitude when things aren't working. So this is maybe something you haven't heard of before. And this is kind of a gratitude 2.0 practice. So this isn't for everybody. However, I know that it helps. And it's something that I I have used in my own life. I learned it from Melody Beattie. Uh, She has a 40 days of gratitude program that I I read. The title of the book escapes me, but Melody Beattie talks about it in her book, where, you know, she moved into this old house that needed a ton of work and she was getting really down on herself about everything. And then she was writing what she was grateful for about the stuff that wasn't working. And over time, this practice really helped her to actually become more grateful. So here's an example. So when we're writing about things that aren't working, so for me, this was actually a a morning gratitude practice for a very long time where I would write, I am truly grateful that, and then what wasn't working in my life. And I would write it still. I am truly grateful that, you know, my father and I argued again. I'm truly grateful that I'm scared to be in my own home. I went through a really difficult time 
kind of around the beginning of the pandemic where I shared a home with my parents. Um, they had their own suite, but we weren't really separate in each of the homes. And, you know, I had, I'd forgotten that um, my father deals with a lot of mental illness and also is, um, you know, very controlling and verbally abusive. And I had forgotten what it was like to live with my parents. Uh, you know, even though we lived in separate suites, our lives weren't really separate. And so it was a very difficult time and it got really bad. And after a while they left and it was caught, there were lawyers. It was a very complicated journey, but all through that time, I still would say that I am grateful every day. And I would say like, I am grateful that, you know, we're meeting with a lawyer today. I'm grateful that I just got a huge lawyer bill. I am grateful that it's very difficult to negotiate with my father. And so what I would do is write all the things that weren't going well. And I would write them in gratitude. And what it does is it gets them out of your body and it helps you to deal with them. And it really does work because what happens with so many negative things in our life, negative emotions, we leave them inside of our bodies and that does not serve us. So by writing in gratitude, the things that aren't working at the beginning of my day, it got it out of my body and helped me to, you know, work through the rest of the day without carrying the stuff around. So, um, I used to send it to a friend. We would send our, our gratitude back and forth, all the things that weren't working. And, you know, sometimes I would include the good things too, because there were definitely things I was grateful for in the morning as well. But the focus was on what's not working, get it off your chest, share it. Don't comment on it. We just would send it to each other as an accountability, but not as a way to comment. And it really worked. It really got me through one of the most difficult things I've been through. And today, you know, I'm estranged from my parents, but that's okay. Like it's a good thing. My father's no longer in my life. And I'm very, I'm very, very grateful for that. He's no longer in my daughter's life. And that is a good thing for our family. So try this. It's not for everybody, but I will tell you that it works. And the last thing, the last way that I will leave you to practice gratitude long beyond Thanksgiving is with my morning mantra, because this is something that anybody can practice at any time. It doesn't cost anything. It doesn't take any time at all to start your day with this. Thank you for this gift of another day and the opportunity to be of service to others and to make a difference in this world. So if you can choose to just start your day with gratitude, that to me is absolutely an amazing way to start the day. All right, friends, I want to say thank you for joining me for this uh, presentation, whether you're listening or watching uh, on YouTube and know that there are so many beautiful ways for you to practice gratitude long beyond the one day. And I encourage you to pick one thing that you've learned from today, just take a quick note right now, wherever you are, what's one of these gratitude practices that you can share, that you can start, that you can introduce to your family, that you can do as a family and practice gratitude beyond just one day of the year. Thanks so much. Thank you for listening right to the end of the podcast. I hope this episode inspired you to choose to practice gratitude in different ways than you might have before. If you're not already following the podcast on your favorite app, all you have to do is click on the check mark or plus sign under the Wake Up With Gratitude podcast name to make sure that you're alerted of all the new episodes. If you really enjoy this podcast and want others to hear about it, it would mean so much if you could leave a review on your favorite app. 
Your review can help others to find the podcast and start to join us in choosing to wake up with gratitude every single day.